We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Welcome to the BCP podcast. Appreciate you being here. You make this show possible. Let's get into this. I, I, I'm looking around, folks. I, uh, I'm going to toot my own horn here and pat my own back. Or maybe I'm just delusional and am missing something. But I don't see anyone bringing it on as consistently as I do on this show bringing you all the news that has to do with the stolen election of 2020. I start off the show. Now, every single episode, we have that mix. It's called the new Biden fraud intro mix. That's the name of the file I have here on my computer. With Joe Biden talking over a jazzy hip-hop beat about this extensive plan they have to rig the election of 2020. And I'm always bringing you news about that. Is there anybody else out there who cares about the 2020 election that it was stolen that emphatically says at the beginning or toward the beginning of every show that Joe Biden is a fake president, that Donald John Trump should be in the Oval Office right now. We won't have we wouldn't be having us Ukraine war and all this money going there. Our economy would be good, our interest rates would be low, our inflation that we're suffering right now would be at that flat two or three percent. Maybe a little bit higher because of COVID. No necessary wars. We would not have had a disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Is there anybody else out there still covering the 2020 stolen election with the fervor that me, black conservative patriot, James, is doing on this program? If there is, I'd be interested to know who else, who my compadres are. Please put it down below. If not... We appreciate your support and let people know that that's what we're talking about on this show. And we can grow our uh, we can grow our BCP family here on the podcast. Okay, so we've got some good news, but it, it started off good news yesterday, and then it, and then the news got bad, and then it got good today. And I'm talking about Harrison Floyd. Harrison Floyd. I was wa- I, I was watching this. Okay, so reported over the weekend or right before the weekend, that uh, Harrison Floyd, the only black man indicted where President Trump in Fulton County, with Fannie Willis, was denied an attorney and did not have a bond hearing and had to sit in jail over the weekend. And that Monday, he was going to have the bond hearing. So I want to see what was going on. So this was the news as of yesterday afternoon. Just into the newsroom, a bond order is set for Harrison Floyd, one of the co-defendants in the Fulton County RICO case. This afternoon, his bond was set at $100,000. That means he could soon be released. Floyd is the only co-defendant from this case who remains behind bars. He faces multiple charges, including violation of the Georgia RICO Act and influencing witnesses. Now Floyd will likely be released whenever he is able to post bond. We have a team following this and we'll keep you updated when that happens. So then we got the update 
later in the afternoon, early evening, that it was all uh, the, the the bond had been set, it had been paid, and we were expecting last night to see Harrison Floyd be let free. Five, the 19th and final defendant of the Fulton County election interference case can now get out of jail. Harrison Floyd has been granted a $100,000 bond. He has to pay 10% of that. Floyd has been in jail since last week when he turned himself in. The magistrate judge denied bond because Floyd was arrested in May for simple assault of an FBI agent. Floyd also told the judge he couldn't afford an attorney, but the judge denied him a public defender, saying he didn't meet the qualifications. A fundraiser helping Floyd with bond and other legal fees has raised more than 20 grand. All right, so yesterday, Tuesday, the 29th of August, in the afternoon, got news that the bond uh, hearing would be set. And then we got news that the bond hearing happened and we were expecting, hey, Harrison Floyd, the only black man in this whole thing, to be released. But that's not exactly what happened. As investigations continue tonight into conditions at the Fulton County Jail less than four hours ago, the only Georgia Trump co-defendant to spend time at the jail received a $100,000 bond. But he's going to stay in jail at least for another night. So at this hour, supporters of Harrison Floyd have started collecting donations online, referring to him as a political prisoner. They have now raised almost... $300,000 to pay for his bond and his legal fees. 11 Lives Don White is also live tonight from the Fulton County Jail with the breaking details. Don. Ron and Jennifer, Harrison's Floyd's lawyers told me earlier today they expected him to walk out of the doors here in the early evening, but now they say he is going to remain here until 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. I was so livid to see this. So livid to see this. That after all of this, Harrison Floyd Finally, attorneys talk about and negotiate, get him a bond hearing. The bond is at 100000 The bond is paid. He's all good to go. The, the, it was reported that he'd, he'd be out that evening. And then the evening comes and he doesn't get that. Being a black conservative in this white liberal country sucks. I don't say that as a race thing because you guys know the name of the show was BC, the BCP podcast, the Black Conservative Patriot podcast, but we don't really delve on race here. Uh, we're past that. Unless, of course, you're a liberal Marxist Democrat. Whether you're a white liberal or a black liberal, race always comes into it. And especially if you're a black Trump supporter. Now, his lawyers, they stayed inside of the jail until about 10 p.m. trying to work out details of his bond, but they say they were not able to do that. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee signed the bond order this afternoon. Another judge denied bond on Friday, saying Floyd was a flight risk due to an open federal case in Maryland for allegedly assaulting an FBI agent. You guys have been asking me for details on that assault charge, which I will give you here uh, in this episode. But it wasn't because of that. They use that as an excuse. It's because he's a black Trump supporter. That's his real crime. I'm not off of YouTube and kicked off of YouTube and Twitter and Facebook because I said things that other people aren't saying or thinking or feeling. I said that because uh, uh, this happened to me because I'm a black Trump supporter saying those things. 
Floyd is the former director of Black Voices for Trump. In Fulton County, he's facing charges related to the alleged harassment of county elections worker Ruby Freeman after Georgia's 2020 presidential election. This is all about Ruby Freeman, her daughter, and the cover-up of the stolen elections there in Atlanta. Not everyone's very well versed on this, so I'll bring you up to speed. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis's spokesperson said Floyd never worked out a consent bond like the other defendants that is before turning himself in. And arraignments for all 19 co-defendants, including former President Donald Trump, are scheduled for September 6th. Now, Harrison Floyd, when he got out, met with some of his people, and then he gave a press conference. Now, I want to show this visual. You know how they say a picture is worth a thousand words? This visual, which I'll describe to you for those of you listening to the podcast. Remember, you can watch this podcast over at therealbcp.com and over at bcpextras.com. That's locals.com and Patreon. That's where it'll take you to our communities there to watch it. I will explain what we're seeing here. But picture this. There is a black man who spent a weekend in jail where no other defendant did. He didn't have a consent bond hearing. He didn't have legal counsel. Asked for it, was denied. Then had to sit in jail over the weekend. A black man. He's the only person jailed. Even if even if he were a white woman, that would be a story, right? The one person died for President Trump having to spend the weekend over jail. You'd think that the news conference would be there and lots of people would want to cover this. But in this little impromptu press briefing that he had, Harrison Floyd, after coming out of the county jail, only two local news were there. Uh, 11 Alive and Channel 2. That's it. No national coverage. And then... Uh, Mr. Floyd some, said some pretty interesting, well, he said something very interesting. I'll play it for you. I'll play the, the latter part of this clip for you. And you tell me what, uh, what you think. You want to keep your sunglasses on? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, first I just want to give thanks to God, who's the head of my life, uh, for keeping me safe while I was in there. Um, second, I want to thank my wife, uh, been a tremendous support and I want to thank everyone outside who's been praying uh, for their well wishes and especially for all the kind contributions to the legal fund they are greatly appreciated and uh, last but not least I would like to thank District Attorney Fannie Willis for giving me what we call in our community a Negro wake-up call because she has reminded me that um, our country and the state of Georgia will not be able to be a righteous nation if we stand on pillars of corruption, uh, racism, lying, and cheating. And when we are governed by men and women who are more concerned about things in the world rather than serving the citizens they're sworn to protect, we end up going into more and deeper darkness. So the only thing we can do is follow God and lead by example. And so I'm also announcing right now that I'm exploring running for congressional seat in Georgia. I'm coming back here to get things right. Thank you. All right. I agree with all the things he said there. What I found to be very interesting 
even strange is that he's going to be running for a congressional seat in Georgia. But part of the problem was he's not a Georgia resident. He's from Montgomery County, Maryland. And that was part of the issues that he had. So maybe we'll get more information about that that will be forthcoming. Now, what was his crime? Well, his crime was messing with and trying to expose and get the truth out about Ruby Freeman. The same Ruby Freeman who just a few months ago, earlier this year, received a medal from Joe Biden. Anniversary of the January 6th attack this afternoon, President Joe Biden honored 12 Americans with a Presidential Citizens Medal, including three Georgia natives. First was U.S. Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards, an Atlanta native and University of Georgia graduate. Edwards was on the front lines and suffered a traumatic brain injury as she attempted to protect the U.S. Capitol building from rioters. President Biden also honored former Fulton County election workers Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shay Moss. The pair were the targets of now debunked conspiracy theories claiming they played a role in election fraud during the 2020 election. After the election, they were harassed and even received death threats. The Presidential Citizens Medal is one of the nation's highest civilian honors. Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shay Moss are not the victims of baseless conspiracy theories. We have them dead to rights on a video, uh, security video. We have Ruby Freeman taking box uh, a, a box from underneath at the vote counting center when everyone was told to go because of a fake water leak. And then she was double and triple stuffing these ballots to get Joe Biden to win through the machines. It is not baseless. In December 2020, former President Trump's legal team testified before the Georgia Senate. During testimony, a video was played. It appeared to show poll workers pulling boxes of ballots out from under a tablecloth. I don't want to assume that you've seen this video. And I don't want to assume that if you have seen this video, that you've seen it lately. And if you haven't seen it lately, it's still a reminder. We could see with our own eyes what was going on. And it was election fraud by Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shay Moss, along with four other individuals. I've taken down and edited to just a, a minute or two part of this testimony to the Georgia Senate from President Trump's legal team in December of 2020. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting is the person who put the table there at 8.22 in the morning. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. So what are these ballots doing there separate from all the other ballots? And why are they only counting them whenever the place is cleared out with no witnesses? Is the question. These machines can process about 3,000 ballots an hour. You have multiple, multiple machines there, and they're there for two hours. So you do the math. 
how many ballots went through those machines in those two hours when there was no one there to supervise, to be present, consistent with your statutes and rules, to supervise the tabulation. We believe that could easily be and probably is certainly beyond the margin of victory in this race. Because if it's only three scanners working for two hours, right, that's 18,000 ballots that went through. What we're seeing and hearing is a case made in 2020 of election fraud. A Ruby Freeman running these ballots from this unmarked, where did it come from, set of ballots that were only counted when no one was there. And not just one time, the same ballots were run to uh, run through the machine several times. The same ballots. So we're now at 11.09. There were, in addition to the four workers that you see there, there were two other people who were bringing ballots in and out. Uh, the, the gentleman in red that you saw, and then a second person, I can't tell if it's a male or female based on their uh, hair being pulled back in their mask, but in any event, that's six total people. And so if we were to sit here for the next two hours, what we would see is that this operation just goes on and on and on. They're scanning until about 12.55 in the morning. So we kept the, the uh, video running. And you know we can show you the people who gave us the affidavits reappearing at that time, just as they said, around 1 a.m. to find out, are they in fact counting after they told us they would stop working or not? Because we're living in an, in an era of absolute demonic, diabolical Satanism, Luciferianism, and devil worship, where we're not supposed to be, believe our own lying ears and eyes. An investigation was done. They pulled this video, found that, oh yeah, they were still counting ballots, even though, even though they sent everyone home because of a supposed pipe burst. And it was the same fake Republicans in Georgia that are part of this operation that conducted an investigation and found nothing wrong with what Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shea Moss were doing. The names of two Fulton County election workers are cleared. The Georgia State Election Board has dismissed its years-long investigation into alleged misconduct during the 2020 election. An update since that hearing. Since November 2020, the Georgia Secretary of State's office had been investigating a complaint against two Fulton County election workers. The workers, Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shay Moss, were accused of committing fraud while tabulating ballots. Videos that circulated on social media appear to show Freeman and Moss pulling ballots from suitcases hidden underneath tables and scanning the same batch of ballots multiple times. But on Tuesday, the Georgia State Elections Board voted to dismiss the investigation, saying there was no evidence of conspiracy. There is no evidence of conspiracy, even though we just saw evidence several times in this episode of that footage. And... Once again, I don't remember the details of it at the time, but it's probably a straw man argument, right? There's no evidence of a conspiracy. Okay, forget the conspiracy. They broke the law with what they were doing, whether they were conspiring with others or not. Even if those were actions that they did on their own with no conspiracy and other people involved, that was still a crime. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, a Republican, said in a statement that three law enforcement agencies reviewed the entire unedited video footage of the events in question surrounding the two election workers at State Farm Arena. 
The investigative report, dated March 7, 2023, concluded that all allegations made against Freeman and Moss were unsubstantiated and found to have no merit. Raffensberger said false claims and knowingly false allegations made against these election workers have done tremendous harm. Supposedly there was no conspiracy, but obviously there is a conspiracy. So they these were the Fulton County, Georgia operatives. They get caught, but that's okay because Georgia Republicans, who are really Democrat operatives in drag, got them off. But to double down on that, don't forget their narrative was also part of the January 6th hearings where they were victims of the supposed Trump lie that the election was stolen. In 2022, Freeman said in testimony to the January 6th committee that her reputation was ruined. All because a group of people starting with number 45 and his ally, Rudy Giuliani, decided to scapegoat me and my daughter, Shay, to push their own lies about how the presidential election was stolen. I really do hope this is helpful and or a reminder to many of us why not only are they going after Trump in the Fulton County case, but they're also going, going after Giuliani and other people like Floyd Harrison and Miss Cuddy. This all has to do with Ruby Freeman, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Freeman and Moss sued Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, in December 2021 over alleged false claims about the video. Also in December 2021, they sued conservative media, The Gateway Pundit, for what they said were repeated publications of false claims portraying the two women as conspiring to steal a presidential election. And just to, for Joe Biden and the deep state and the other treasonous traitors rat bastards, as a show of force, as a show of power, and as a show of gratitude, Miss Freeman and her daughter were actually awarded with that Presidential Medal of Citizenship. Incredible. Anniversary of the January 6th attack this afternoon, President Joe Biden honored 12 Americans with a Presidential Citizens Medal, including three Georgia natives. First was U.S. Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards, an Atlanta native and University of Georgia graduate. Edwards was on the front lines and suffered a traumatic brain injury as she attempted to protect the U.S. Capitol building from rioters. President Biden also honored former Fulton County election workers Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shay Moss. The pair were the targets of now debunked conspiracy theories claiming they played a role in election fraud during the 2020 election. After the election, they were harassed and even received death threats. The Presidential Citizens Medal is one of the nation's highest civilian honors. Now let's turn to uh, a pal of the show, a member of our BCP family, Patrick Byrne, a man who has been not just exposing the stolen election of 2020. By the way, Patrick did not vote for President Trump. He's a very wealthy man who puts his money where his mouth is. He has been the money man behind many of these election fraud investigations, claims, and lawsuits. 
This is what he had to say about Ruby Freeman. Did Biden give Ruby Freeman an award? Yeah, I think she got a Presidential Medal of Freedom, I believe. Let me tell you what happened. I know what happened. Ruby Freeman is a good God-fearing Christian woman who, as in December 2020, as everything started getting really shaky, somebody I know went down, well, somebody went down to see Ruby Freeman and brought somebody who went, when she stepped outside her house, this other person went up and talked to her. I think it was another African-American a man, maybe a minister or something. And he went and talked to her and he appealed to her conscience. And she knew what she had done was wrong. And he talked to her about that. And she agreed. And she said, you're right. And he drove her down to the local police station and she walked in and confessed. Part of that confession is on videotape that has been released. They haven't released. And a part that's been on it that has been released lets them equivocate about what exactly she was confessing to, this or that, this or that. Just don't forget, there's a big, the bulk of it, they've never released. All right, so let's look at Mr. Floyd and Ruby Freeman. And I'm looking here, I've got several clips uh, and information to still share with you. And I think I'm going to break this up. I originally was going to do this. I'm going to try to make one uh, long episode about this. But I'm making a, a decision right now as we're going through this. This is still going to be over half an hour long, maybe close to 40 minutes. And i am still got a long way to go. So I'm going to, I'm going to break this up in two parts. So it'll be easier uh, for people to consume. So let me play this for you. This is uh, Friday night. Uh, LFA live from America, is interviewing persons involved with Floyd, with uh, Harrison Floyd, with his case that were part of uh, the Trump campaign and, and advising the Trump and what have you. If you look closely, you'll see my friend Will Johnson uh, in these clips, another uh, fellow black conservative uh, buddy of mine. Uh, we met up in D.C. Uh, during Stop the Steal in November of 2020. Uh, I've been on his show. He's one of the few people I've interviewed for this program. And this is a lengthy clip, but it explains everything that happened and why all these people were being targeted as part of Trump's indictment, why these other people are co-indictees. And it all has to do with covering up Ruby Freeman. And people involved in this cover-up are Republicans in Georgia. Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, and all the way up to Governor Kemp. Haven't I been saying for three years now that Governor Kemp is an operative for the stealing of this election? All right, a lot of good information here. Let's get into it. Uh, I know that you were uh, an appointee in the Trump administration uh, during President Trump's Honor first term. To do so. And uh, do you live here in Georgia or did you travel no, here? I came from down from Arlington, Virginia. Arlington. Why are you here today? I'm helping out uh, some friends who are, are doing turn-ins today and doing some media messaging. Um, we have a few uh, few of these. Uh, by the way, all 19 are innocent, wrongly accused, should not be here. This should never have happened. But in, so now we have to, you know, follow the rules that, that Fani has laid out. And some have appeared, and, and even some now are in jail. And uh, 
one of my one of the guys I'm helping, Harrison Floyd, is now in jail. Yeah, so we we, we saw we saw Harrison arrive today, and it was a bit of a chaotic situation, right? He got out of the SUV and he was trying to turn himself in, but he was turned away. And I understand now that uh, he has not posted posted uh, his bond, and he's inside right now. Uh, he's being detained. That's he's correct. He's in, he's in jail. And, and Harrison, from my understanding, he was the director of Black Voices for Trump. If you could tell us a little bit more about Harrison and sure. why he's in jail. Sure. So he's uh, Harrison was the executive director for Black Voices for Trump until the end of the 2020 Trump campaign. You know, so middle November, he's done. Um, he was one of the guys who, who was talking to the whistleblower, Ruby Freeman. When Ruby Freeman was was talking about she she was on TV in the State Farm Arena she had a contri contrite moment she was kind of come to terms with her with her faith and, and she wanted to reach out to people to tell the story about what really happened so uh, a couple of people one guy uh, Stephen Lee he knocked at her door and she didn't want to answer him because he's white so um, he they called it she called 911 I'm just you know as a courtesy just sort of interview him so Stephen Lee's indicted just for trying to she, he, everybody heard that she wanted to tell her story and reach out because she knew something was up in the Fulton County election. So, and then so you had Trevian Cuddy and Harrison Floyd, and then another guy, Garrison Douglas. So Garrison and T. Trevian drove up to to, um, to Ruby's house on January fourth, knocked on the door, and she didn't answer. But her neighbor came over. Anyway, Garrison Douglas. Didn't he was there? It, it, they they met at the police station at the approval of the FBI. Okay. So they went to the Cobb County Police Station. So it was Trevian Cuddy and Garrison Douglas. And this is what Patrick Byrne was talking about. And who's Trevian Cuddy? Trevian Cuddy is someone who actually, interestingly enough, was a PR person for Kanye West and was the other black person indicted with President Trump. She's a woman, and. Harrison Floyd was the only black man. Chicago-based publicist Cravion Cootie and suburban minister Reverend Stephen Lee surrenders to authorities at the Fulton County Jail in Georgia. That's where former President Donald Trump turned himself in. Travion Cootie and Stephen Lee are among the former president's 18 alleged co-conspirators. They're accused of intimidating election workers. Both were charged this week as part of a sweeping indictment involving the 2020 election. Cootie is a former publicist for artists R. Kelly and Ye, formerly known as Kanye West. Lee is the reverend of a Lutheran church in Orland Park. Again, Travion, Cuddy, and Harrison Floyd's crime are being black Trump supporters who are trying to expose Ruby Freeman. Remember, if they expose Ruby Freeman... If they were able to and prove that Biden lost Georgia because of this operation, the whole thing would come unravel and the actual conspiracy, the actual RICO could be applied to the actual mafiosos in this thing, which is the whole Biden 1-2024 mafia. Trevi and Cuddy, remind us who this is. One of the final folks that we were waiting to see when they were going to turn themselves in, because they really couldn't down to the wire here. Remember, the, the district attorney had said she was going to put out arrest warrants if people hadn't turned themselves in by noon today. So they were cutting it pretty close there. But it, uh, it now appears that she has turned herself in. She's one time a former publicist uh, for Kanye West, R. Kelly, you can see on the screen there. 
The allegation against her by prosecutors was that she was part of the group that was pressuring election officials in Georgia, namely Ruby Freeman, um, who had been subject to a lot of harassment. And she was on tape and, and, again, part of the group that was pressuring her to sort of change her story, to admit that she had done something wrong vis-a-vis the election when, in fact, that she had not. And so one of the charges that she's facing is putting pressure on those election uh, officials. And that's the gist of the, okay. the charge against her by the district attorney's office but you see no pressure was put on ruby freeman there was no pressure put on ruby freeman patrick byrne has said it others have said it she was a christian woman and her conscience was starting to gnaw at her she wanted to confess there was no pressure but everyone involved in trying to get her to tell the truth or support her to tell the truth has now been indicted except of course people that worked for governor kemp isn't that interesting? So they went to the Cobb County Police Station. So it was Trevian Cuddy and Garrison Douglas. Garrison is Brian Kemp's spokesman, not indicted. No, no word about what what his story is. Why does he get protection? Exactly. So he, you know, he was sitting next to Ruby when Trevian was asking her voluntarily, no pressure, to, to tell her story. And Harrison happened to call in by phone you know, speakerphone like 10 minutes into the call. So this is all on body cam. It's on 911. And there's there's body cam at the house of her saying, you know, I don't know who to trust. They don't trust the government. And I want these people to come back and help me come back to my house. There is body cam footage of that. And I think we should look at it. And we will look at it. And we'll look at the continuation of this. What's going on with Trevian Cuddy? What's going on with Harrison Floyd? What's going on with Ruby Wilson and this body cam footage? And we'll do that in our next episode, which will be part two of this report. Folks, I'm working hard to get you this information. And we appreciate your support of making this program possible. Please don't forget to tell others about it so we can grow our BCP family and make this a thriving and surviving enterprise. Okay, let me finish all these other clips I have for you, and you'll see that tomorrow as part two to this. To be continued. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive, an inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.